to America Uncanceled. I'm Mercedes Schlapp. The Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act came to the House floor for a vote. But already the White House is committed to vetoing the act, demonstrating its firm resolve to destroy girls and women's sports. And after Bud Light partnered with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, it seems that corporate America and the government itself are teaming up to destroy womanhood altogether. So let's talk about the 74 genders with a pro skater, uh, really amazing, Taylor Silverman, someone who knows the struggles of competing against biological grown men in women's sports firsthand. Taylor Silverman, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Mercedes. I'm really happy to be here. So, you know, we were having this great discussion before the show where I was like, how did you even get into skateboarding? And, and what really drove you to say, you know, this is my sport, this is where I want to compete. And obviously you've been very successful in that sport. I actually, I started a lot later than most people do. A lot of people start when they're little kids and keep doing it. But I had an interesting situation where I grew up playing school sports. I played basketball as a kid and then I ended up playing softball for many, many years. But I decided to switch to homeschooling in high school which meant I would no longer be playing school sports. And I wanted to find something more independent that I could do on my own, which ended up being skateboarding. And I fell in love with it. And it draws a lot of different types of people to do it, which I actually love about it. And it wasn't until a few years into skateboarding that I started to hear more about women's events happening, which was really exciting because it gave women the opportunity to be celebrated for what they were doing to have financial opportunities to even get sponsorships and make jobs out of it and it's come a long way but unfortunately in the past several years we've seen it go in the opposite direction for women let's talk about this because uh, you uh, brought this up you basically said there was one event where you placed second the trans competitor basically made about five thousand dollars in prize money that should have been meant for the female athlete what made you say, you know, because I know a lot of women athletes that I've met, they've said, you know, some of them are staying quiet, but you literally said, quote unquote, I am sick of being bullied into silence. It's such a strong statement. What made you say, okay, I'm no longer going to be silent. I got to step into this and start talking about this issue. Well, that particular contest, which was a Red Bull event I competed in in December of 2021, was actually the third time that I had been in a women's division with male athletes. And every time it was a different male athlete. And the first couple of times that it happened, I genuinely thought this is going to be quickly resolved. Obviously, this right. isn't the right way to handle right. it. This will be a funny story we talk about years from now. But instead, it actually progressed and continued to get worse. And as I did bigger contests and started having more financial opportunities come from it, I realized that this was really taking away from women. And regardless of whether there's money on the line or scholarships or whatever it may be, this isn't fair. But when I realized, you know, this is thousands of dollars and these women came from all over the country having competed in qualifiers, it wasn't just me who was missing out. I still got paid in second place not as much as I would have, right. but there was a woman who got completely bumped off the podium. There was a woman who didn't receive the prize money for best trick. And I started to feel like nobody else was gonna speak up. And I had even reached out to Red Bull. I had reached out to one of the judges who actually agreed with me that this wasn't the right way to handle it, but didn't wanna say anything about it. And I knew that the only person who was gonna speak up for me was myself. 
So Taylor, um, I got to ask you, because you contacted Red Bull, did, what was their response? I mean, this is part of the problem is you're seeing these companies where they just don't stand up for the woman athlete. They just are so afraid of, of basically, you know, trying to say, you know, let's, let's make this a fair game for these people. They did not respond. So what I what I did is I sent him an email and it was through an email of which we had corresponded before with, you know, figuring out arrangements for these contest circuits. And it was a, a very professional, politely worded email, just raising some concerns. I actually posted that email on my Instagram when I finally spoke out, but they never got back to me. And I did finally receive one call. Um, once I spoke up, I think that the interview I was about to do that night had reached out to them as well. So they called me like five minutes from a private number before I'm supposed to go on telling me, oh, well, you know, we just didn't know how to get a hold of you. And I'm mm. like, you could have emailed me back. And yeah. I actually, I, I don't have time to speak right now, but if you'd like to email me back, I'd be more than happy to schedule a time to talk to you. Right. But I still haven't heard back from them now when you came out and and had this this basically speak out on this issue uh you got a lot of horrible uh responses calling you a transphobe um they were targeting you attacking you as well online one of the bloggers said quote or uh the amount of vitriol taylor silverman has received is exactly why more women don't come forward when biological males enter their sports category. Every hour, hundreds of abusive comments come in for every few offering support. Incredibly brave for speaking up to defend her sports category. Not many can tolerate the onslaught of abuse she's endured. How do you handle the constant abuse? I mean, we saw Riley Gaines obviously being assaulted at the university, just such a scary moment for her, but also all these online attacks against you simply for having what I would say is a very logical opinion on the fact that women should play women's sports and not biological men. Yeah, and a lot of the bullying and hate that I've received has been exclusively online. And unfortunately, there there is a threat to people's safety, like what we saw with Riley. Right. But for the most part, what I've noticed in real life when I'm out talking to people, people understand and agree with me on this issue, even people with all different political views. Right. They can understand why this is unfair, why it's important to speak out about. But there's a lot of people online who put themselves in echo chambers of extremist activists and think that that's how people really feel. And a lot of these people aren't athletes themselves. They've never been in the position. and they don't really understand the impact that it's gonna have not only on athletes today, but on the next generation of female athletes We've who seen, aren't gonna have the same opportunities. You're right. And I think, um, you know, have you talked to even like younger uh, skateboarders, female skateboarders who, although they're quiet, they're basically saying, oh, oh, how, how are we supposed to compete? I mean, what's your advice to them? I think, well, I have a lot of people reach out to me, either Instagram or Twitter comments or messages, and they say, like, we're on your side, but I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to be the next person who's dogpiled on the internet. And I think it's actually really important to speak up because the longer that people remain silent, the longer the lie can go on that we're not the majority, right. those of us who have common sense about this issue. 
But I understand the fear, but also I think the fear of what will happen if we don't use our voice on this issue should be greater than the fear of, you know, losing bad friends or losing a sponsorship or being bullied on the internet. But unfortunately, a lot of people are paralyzed by that fear right now. And I hope that seeing myself and other female athletes speak up can help them to get past that. There's also been a lot of male athletes speaking up. There's been coaches, there have been parents. And that's really positive to see because everybody knows a woman or a girl who loves sports. This really impacts all of us. And I think that if girls don't have that equal opportunity, fairness, respect, and you know, even safety in a lot of sports, this is going to have really negative consequences on the mentality of the next generation of girls and our society as a whole. Right. Well, so use your voice. You that is great advice. And as the mother of five girls, you inspire, inspire me. And I would love for you to be a role model for my girls. I have to tell you a quick, funny story. The 11 year old during the COVID, you know, shutdown, she did a show and tell and her big show and tell moment was on her skateboard outside. It was like the cutest thing ever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cause skateboarding has become something that more and more girls are doing Cause yeah. it, for a long time, it, it's still male dominated, right? but not as much as it used to be. And I think that anybody who's interested in skateboarding should do it. It's even like, I think even people who, who identify as trans or, you know, right. have any different background or lifestyle, you should skateboard. And I'm not saying by any means that anyone should be completely banned or excluded from participating right. in skating or doing so in a competitive way. Yeah. But to do it, to, to do something that actually takes away from female athletes isn't the right way to handle it. And in a sport like skateboarding, something like another division or people just being accepting and welcoming to people participating in the division that aligns with their biological sex, I think would be really positive and would work. Yeah. And I, you know, I think like one of the things uh, we're looking at is that you're seeing now legislation happening in so many of these different states. Uh, We've seen the House of Representatives vote on the protection of women and girls in Sports Act. Um, The Biden administration, they're looking to veto this bill. They're calling it discrimination. I think the discrimination is happening right now against our girls who have fought so hard to to basically have a role in women's sports um, using Title IX. Uh, What's your sense as to, you know, I know we've talked about the fact that, you know, people on both sides of the political aisle agree with you. But yet when you Mm -hmm. look at the politicians themselves, there's a very clear divide here. Republicans are pushing for protecting girls sports. Democrats are not. How, how do we explain this? Yeah, I've always said this is a nonpartisan issue because you don't have to agree on all, you know, different things in politics to understand this one. But unfortunately, you will not find a Democratic politician who will stand up for girls here. And it is part of a political agenda. And it's really sad to see. But we're also seeing people who have been lifelong Democrats now not supporting this party right. anymore because they're realizing this is an issue that impacts me, this impacts my family, this impacts you know, our schools. And this is something people really care about. And I, I don't understand why the Democratic Party wants to die on this hill of such a common sense issue that they're wrong on. But unfortunately, that's what we're seeing from the Biden administration. And I think it's only gonna lead to them losing support, but we have another election coming up and it's gonna be here next year. And I think that 
a change in leadership may be what it takes to resolve this. Right. Because unfortunately, it has become a political issue when it, it really shouldn't have been. Yeah. And it, there is such a division in terms of the states. Some states support it. Some states don't. I, I do want to ask you about Amheuser-Busch and the fact that they've lost billions of dollars after basically trying to have the trans activist Dylan Mulvaney sell beer. And obviously there was a lot of pushback, a lot of outrage coming from so many, so many people in the fact that there's an, the sense that Amheuser-Busch is just out of touch with its customer base. Why do you think that corporate America is so honed in on pushing forward this transgender agenda? Really, I think just such at a young age in terms of trying to indoctrinate the children. It's, it's hard to say why these corporations back this, but I think that the bigger picture here is that targeting minors, people who cannot consent and shouldn't be making these types of permanent medical decisions is something that big pharma benefits from. Because right. they're making a whole lot of money off of these medications, off of these surgeries, and then locking in children as patients for life. But this is this is something we're seeing more and more companies start to push and advertise and we're even seeing it in schools and it seems like it's common sense i mean they had a massive boycott and people have made it clear that you know they don't share their values and they don't want to vote with their dollar for these products anymore and it's not just budweiser and their other brands it's right. you know tampon companies are having males advertise their products. Nike recently had Dylan Mulvaney in a sports bra advertisement. <laughs> you know, like these are products that are made exclusively for women. And that's where a lot of people say, okay, I've had enough. You right. Know, like anyone can drink beer, but th these are products for women. This makes no sense. Yeah. And but, any, um, any think, biological male that has to put a tampon on, let me tell you something, it's not fun. But <laughs> yeah, I hear the joke all the time that if uh, if trans identifying males actually had periods, this this would stop immediately. I know. No kidding. They, they would give up on that. <laughs> but it, it is wild to see this like infiltrating our culture so much. But there's also people who are going against it and creating new culture and new community. And a lot of that already exists. People are just quieter. Right. But it is gaining momentum and volume and it will only continue to do so because people have had enough, especially women. Women have had enough, parents have had enough. They don't want this impacting their children. Children need to be protected. And they, like I said before, children can't consent. They shouldn't be targeted with these types of things. Well, I gotta tell you, Taylor, you are very wise. And I love you're talking about the new culture because that is true. I think the key is, is we can't cave in. We got to fight. We got to be brave. Uh, thank you for being such an incredible example for young women across the country. And, uh, and thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah. And you're an incredible example for young women across our country, too. I look up to you and I was really excited to be at CPAC last year and hope to attend more events. But thank you for having me. Um, I think you'd beat me in skateboarding for sure. <laughs> well, maybe maybe your daughter will beat me one maybe. day. Maybe. Oh, maybe. We, well, we'll, we'll have to she's see. She's starting young. Yeah, she's starting young. She's starting young. Thank you, uh, Taylor, so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for watching another episode of America Uncanceled. Remember, if you missed an episode, you can always go back and watch on our website. Just go to cpac.org slash now, or you can listen wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time. God bless.